Welcome to Contractor Cuts, where we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of growing a successful contracting company. Hi, welcome to Contractor Cuts. My name is Clark Turner. I'm Jared Flo. And thank you for joining us again. Welcome so, back. This week we are covering, this is week one of two mm-hmm. for our two series podcast, three series video on subcontractors. That's all a about subcontractors. Hot topic right now and, and pretty much always and forever finding labor and subcontractors for your business. That's right. Uh, so this week we're going to be covering finding subcontractors how do you find them how do you bring them in how do you have the conversations to make them want to work for you as opposed to somebody else what's going to differentiate you from everybody else that's yep. trying to get out and then next week's podcast is going to be maintaining that relationship exiting how do you get rid of a subcontractor off your job site without paying a ton of money getting liens and having issues hopefully you don't have to to, to get rid of them and you've got loyalty and loyal guys and you keep them for a long time and it will happen at some point yep it happens there all the best of us but the goal is to not have that incident happen yep. so today though we're, let's talk a little bit deeper jared you did the three-part series of the videos <clears throat> take us through a little bit of the the beginnings of finding a subcontractor sure. how do i find one i mean we all have them we all need them how do you find the best and what do you do to find just any subcontractor to, to come in and work on a job site? Sure, sure. Well, it, it's for for us, it really is a whole process to be able to do that. It doesn't, you know, you, you can't just find some guy, some guy on the side of the road and they're the best. Yep. There's a process to it, but you've got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it starts from just being out on the road and doing everything that you can do to get in front of people, to talk to them, to get a card, to uh, have that conversation, to convince them that it's worthwhile to come work for me and here's why. Mm-hmm. I mean, for, for us, all of our project managers, even our office manager, while we're driving around, we'll shoot each other pictures while we're driving, sitting at a red light, not while we're driving. Um, but sitting at a red light, take a picture of a van and send it out. Hey, here's somebody, shoot, hit, them, hit them up, call them. Yep. And just it, it's a constant effort by everybody to just get as many contacts it's kind of a sales game even on the front end because it's about numbers especially right now everybody's working yeah and so it's a matter of just getting as many contacts as we can to get to have the conversation Mm -hmm. to work towards the next steps which is getting them in and having a meeting and and process well and i remember when we were starting to just me and you running it you're you're a talker. You'll talk to anybody that you've if they've got a pulse, you're talking to them. Yep. And and so it was probably a little more natural for you to walk up to someone at a gas station and talk. I am not. I'm more introverted. I want to I, I will talk once there's a conversation or a topic to talk about, but I I don't like cold calling. I don't like just calling a number on a van. I don't like walking up to someone who might not want to work and and that sort of thing. But it's the shifting of the mindset for me was Hey, these guys might need work, and I've uh-huh. got it for them, uh-huh. right? And it is a numbers game, so yep. it's it's talking to four, five, six, eight, nine, ten mm-hmm. different crews. One of them will be good. You will find one, but you've got to make those ten contacts, yeah. right? And I, I think one of the things that you just said is really key about uh, having those conversations because it is it is difficult to. Yeah cold walk up to some random person who's just focused at Home Depot on getting the materials that they want and getting out of there and getting back to the job and making money. 
and or or the guy who's finally on his break and sitting in the uh, the the queue line at the local restaurant to get their burger, mm-hmm. you feel like you're infringing on them, especially if you have the mentality of I need this person and I'm trying to get them and I'm trying to get from them. And what was beneficial for me is is actually changing that and, and understanding that what we have set up is beneficial for them. Mm-hmm. That I can cut out some of the fringe stuff that's really annoying for yep. subcontractors and allow them to come over and work for me and it makes their life easier. And we actually have a diagram that we draw up to show them how they can make more money with less effort and yep. wasted time. Yep. And we'll so cover that having, a little bit. Yep. having that mentality was really helpful just walking up into a cold call situation yep. or a cold walk-up situation that I was actually trying to give to them. Yes, I was trying to get to them. I wanted to get them on my team, yeah. but I was trying to give to them, made it, which made it easier for me to have that conversation. Yeah. Because I could in that conversation, I could say, tell me your experience with this. How is getting your money? How is getting paid? It takes you 15, 20, yeah. 30, 40 days to get your money and whatever. That gave me the inlet to say, well, the way that we do things is this. Yeah. And that would uh, kind of pique their interest enough to kind of move into the next section would be yeah. getting them in to have a meeting and or, to go through. Or even details. a simple walking up to a guy in a truck at, at a gas station and saying, hey, man, I'm a general contractor. Do you paint houses? Are you interested in, in having a conversation? Because I'm looking to add a couple additional painters to my to my crew list that I can call. I've never had a negative response. I've right. had, nah, I'm good, man. That's fine. Yeah. Walk away. But I've never had a guy come out cussing at me and getting mm-hmm. mad that I talked to him. Right. Because, I mean – there's no there's no harm in asking that question. Well, and and to be perfectly honest, uh, I I have uh, not very many times, but I have had guys that I've gone up to and tried to engage them, and they really gave me the cold shoulder. Yeah. And some of them were kind of a jerk about it. Well, you're not as good looking as I am, right? Well, yeah, yeah, that's like, true, that's true. But what what I came to realize is that one that wasn't about me, and yeah. two, I don't want that guy on my job site anyways. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. so it it, it it's going to kind of work itself out anyways. Yeah. yeah. So so. All right, so I've gone up, and I think one of the things that we've seen too with, with project managers in our company and other contractors that we've done coaching for is, you know, it's it's the chicken or the egg again with subs, like we talked about previously with customers. Do I go find a sub and, and then, then hope the find the work, or do I go find the work and then get a sub? And the, the issue is, I talk to you like, hey, Jared, I got some painting. You want to do it? Yeah, great. I'll call you in a month when uh-huh. I find some paint work. Uh-huh. Gone. You, you don't care. Right. Or I go find a client and say, hey, I'm ready to start painting a house tomorrow. Okay, let me call through the Rolodex of people. That's right. right? And so there's not a right or wrong in this. Yeah. It is you, you need jobs. And really, especially for a one-man show starting out, you always have a job that you're hopefully on. I can hire you and lose a little money and have you do some of the work for me. Right. And when you get bigger and you're more project managing and not on the job sites, in that spot, you got to identify a job that's coming up. I landed a job. I got three weeks before we start it. I'm going to start my hunt hardcore and have that Monday I'm going to start a new crew. It's a investor house with nobody inside, right? right. And right. so I, I'm a little, identifying. A little easier to manage that person yep. if there's mistakes or yep. they don't show up on time, whatever it is. Yep. And so I'm making contacts before then. I'm walking up to someone at a gas station getting their phone number and saying, hey, I'll give you a call when I got something. In a week, two weeks, three weeks, eight weeks, they might you might finally have something. And it calls them, hey, I ran into you back at – uh, quick trip. I wanted to see if you wanted uh, to talk. I've got a job coming up. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your company and see if we could be a good fit to work together. Right. And that's why you've got that Rolodex that you built for that two to three week sprint to find the guy before the job starts. And hopefully you've got other painters that will be able to take that job if you don't find the guy. 
but you're going to start giving one job at a time to these new crews and micromanaging them on job sites Try to make to test sure. them out. That's yep. right. And and that's that's the goal. Yeah. One one key point about something that you said, yeah. you, you you said building that Rolodex. One of the mistakes that I made, uh, I would go out and I had business cards, and so I'd have the conversations and whatever, and say, hey, if you're interested, call me, mm-hmm. and I walk away. And they had my card, and it got thrown up on the dashboard with all the other crap that they had on the dashboard, and I never got a call from that person. And I was at the loss. I had no opportunity to go back and call that person again. So I had to learn. It's fine for me to give my card out, but I need their number so I can build that Rolodex because today might not be the day for them, but six months from now where I'm really looking for somebody, I might call him, and he's in a place where he needs something. Yep. Yep. So uh, get get the number, too. Make sure to get their number. That's good. So I got a guy called him. I say, Hey, Jared, come in for, you know, paint job I got going. I love to talk to you. I love to tell you a little bit about how our company works and see if we'd be a good fit together. Right. That's the first conversation we have is, are we going to be a good fit together? Let's sit down and talk. I'm not going to say, Hey, I got a paint job for you. Please come out to this job and let's get started on this paint job and see if it works. Which a lot of people do. Most people do. It's, Hey, I've got, you're a painter. Meet me out here. Let's walk the job. I'm going to tell you how much I got, or I'm going to ask you how much you're going to charge, and then get going, and I hope it works. And I'm going to tell you the 17 things that I want done in this house and hope you get it done. Yep. So we do it backwards. We sit down and say, okay, come into our office. Come meet me. Before we had an office, hey, let's sit down at Starbucks, let or let's go to one of my current job sites that they're not going to be on and meet there just so they can see my job site. We can talk through pricing. But we sit down, and we say, okay, here is our subcontractor agreement. Let me walk you through it. Mm-hmm. Right. And our subcontractor agreement is a document that we've got that spells out exactly what I expect out of that sub and how that sub can make the most amount of money with us. Yep. Right? The expectations that I have on my sub on that document mirrors directly over to our, our contractor agreement, our, our client engagement agreement, we call it. Right. And that document is the expectations that we set for the client. So that way, the client knows what to expect. Our subs know what we expect. And so our job is keeping everything running to expectations, right? right? And so right. if the sub, you know, it, one of the things that we've talked to all, a, a lot with contractors about when we're talking through subs is most subcontractors aren't good at business, right? I paint houses. I've painted houses forever. I'm, I'm a handyman. I've been laying floors since my dad taught me and I, when I was 12, right? It's, it's, it's labor, blue-collar guys that don't really care about growing a business. They just want to make money. Or they have no idea how to grow a business. Yes. And so when, when that's the case, and that's the majority of our subcontractor labor force mm-hmm. right now that, that we use at least, uh, those guys that, are, that want to grow a company, don't really know how, or want to do something, want to make more money, but don't know how, we provide the structure for them to make more money. If I can help that sub be a better sub, He's going to be better all across the board with the other people he's working for. Hopefully, he ends up just working for us because we're giving him so much work. Right. But we help them build a structure for their company. And and what, what does building a structure mean? It means this is what you do A, B, C, D, and E on every job site. I need these things done. You know, I'd like you to send me pictures when you leave there. Here's the expe- expectations I have when you're on my job site. Here's how you make money. Here's how I won't. Here's the the things that you do that I, will make me not pay you. Right. Here's a here's and so we lay all of that out for them. So they say, okay, very easy. If I do these five things and have it done by Tuesday before I leave, I get paid Wednesday by you. Is that right? Yes, it is. Okay, great. Now I know how to make money. Clear with guidelines and clear expectations that that give them comfort in. 
I know what to expect. Yep. I know that I've got money coming through. I, if I'm doing this work, then I've got money coming yep. in. But, but before we move forward, I, yeah. I, I, something just popped into my head that I wanted to back up to before we get to that meeting. Yep. Uh, how do I know that, you know, because I'm going out and I'm, I'm pulling all these different people. How do I know I've got the right person coming to the room? And some of being in the room and going through that conversation is, is vetting some of that out. Yep. But one of the things that I've done in the past is actually when I've found somebody just in conversation that I thought, you know what, this guy might work out. I invite them over to a job site and walk through the job site with them and just listen to what they see, what they say, what they don't say, what they overlook. And it, it gives me a, a little bit more insight into the caliber of this person, mm-hmm. their, um, knowledge level. their knowledge level, yep. what they might be really good at. Somebody is going to talk about more of the things that they're expert at. The, type, the amount of questions they have about the mud that you're using on the sheetrock right. versus not asking a single question about the trim. That's right. These guys know paint, sheetrock. Yeah. yeah. And so that's it, it's a it's a simple thing. It doesn't take very long, but it's a it's the first step of kind of a vetting process. Because bringing somebody in and committing the time to go through the documents and yeah. all this stuff, I, I want to make sure I've got the right person. So, but Jared, least, I don't have time to walk a job site with somebody. Right, yeah. That, right? Yeah. And the answer is uh, yeah. you don't have time for you not to do that. Well, and that's the thing. Walking a job site, let's just let's just call it a two-hour round trip. And a half an hour out to the job, an hour on the site with them, and a half hour back to wherever you're going. It was a two-hour investment to help determine if this is the right caliber of person mm-hmm. that you're willing to trust with your client and your reputation. You set the expectation for when they start your job. And if you don't do that, how many hours and weeks and how much money can get wasted by crap? I didn't know. This guy said he could do a lot of sheetrock, but he's only done patchwork. He's never done a whole sheetrock of yep. the house before. And I gave him a whole sheetrock and he screwed up the whole thing. Yep. Now i got to demo it all back out. So it can cost you an incredible amount of time and money. So it's important to take that time. Yep. Even though it feels like I don't have that time to invest, you're investing in yep. in the health of your brain yep. in the future of how your company's functioning. So I've found a guy, met him at the gas station, talked to him. I call him three weeks later. I go to one of his job sites or he comes to one of mine. I like going to their job site to check it sure. out if it's near us. He comes to mine. We kind of talk through it. I'm talking about how we work, how we operate. I said, listen, let's sit down. Let's go over the paperwork. Let's get you on our system. I want to get you a job. Yeah. They yeah. come in. They do what I just talked about, mm-hmm. the the client, the subcontracting uh, agreement that we have. Well, and I, I do that meeting in three phases okay. is kind of the way that I've always looked at it. Very beginning is more of the jovial getting to know them. Do they have family? Just starting to build a little bit of that rapport. Yep. But it's also getting to know them. Do they have a motivating factor in the background? Mm-hmm. Are they just some guy out there doing the work, or do they have family that they're putting food on the table, which is going to change the urgency that could be on a job? Yeah. Not a not a, a major factor, but it helps me understand. Who are you bringing with you? Is Correct. it your brother, your cousin, a friend of yours, some guy you found on the side of the road in front of Home Depot? Like that's right. Who, who are the people that will be on our job sites? And it's passing conversation, but it's information we're. We're keeping in our brain just That's so we, right. ha- we, we can retain that. Yep. Well, and it, it, it also, uh, you know, I'm also sharing about me. I'm mm-hmm. sharing about the company that mm-hmm. they're coming into, some of the values that we've got, the way that we view the importance of subcontractors. And that builds a little bit of rapport so that when I go into a legal document, 
that somebody could kind of fall asleep or be worried about or whatever. We've built a little bit of rapport. So now I can go through this document and explain it to them, mm-hmm. help them understand those guidelines. And then at the very end of it, what does everybody want to know in this meeting? How much are you going to pay me? And how do you pay me? And why is this? And so I go from the the more jovial, just getting to know each other, into the details of setting up the guidelines of here's what you can expect from us and what we can expect from you, which is also kind of helping them see, okay, this could be beneficial in, like, the growth of my company that I'm not good at, Mm -hmm. right? They're not – typically contractors are not good at that stuff. So – and then, uh, you know, if I if I explain to them the money at the front, there's a possibility they zone out through the rest of it. Yep. So I explain the money at the very end of here's how we pay, what we pay, and what you can expect from it, mm-hmm. and why the way that we do this is going to be beneficial for you. Yep. And that's kind of that's the three phases that I do when I when I have that yep. meeting, and it, it seems to work out pretty well. Let's take a quick break. Hey, real quick, you're listening to this podcast because you are growing your company to the next level. Getting efficient, building structure, and creating organization is a foundation of growth. We've created ProStruct 360 software so you can spend less time doing paperwork and more time growing your company. Sign up today for free at ProStruct360.com. Whether you're using our free version to send estimates and invoices and getting paid online, or you choose one of our paid subscriptions to add in sending work orders, email, and QuickBooks integrations, and so much more. Stop putting off what you know is necessary to get to the next level. Take control of your growth at ProStruct360.com. Yeah, our, our why, you know, this is a sales pitch that we do that most contractors right. don't have. Our why you should work for us, that we always, that we've got a whiteboard up on the wall, we have a piece of paper in front of us. Either way, we show them, this is how you make more money with us than you're making today. And we show them, you know, we, we are partners on this job. I'm going to do the finding of the client, the managing of the materials, the uh, writing of the scopes, the selling, the signatures, the financing. The invoicing, invoicing the collecting. The, the dealing with uh, in, inspectors. I'm going to do all of that stuff. I need you to show up and do the labor. Yep. So we're going to divide this job up. We're, we're partnering you are the product that's finalized. I am doing all of the stuff that you hate doing. You hate go- doing a, a day of painting, going home, showering, changing, going out to an estimate. All the administrative stuff that's You necessary. hate doing the, all of that. So we handle that for you. And so instead of you spending three days doing that for the job you just finished, you're on to the next job making more money. Because you don't right. make money for doing that. You make money for the paint you did last week. Yep. And so we, we sell our, our subs on how they can make more with us. And honestly, there's subs that will make more with us and then there's subs that like to talk with their clients and just shoot the breeze and just talk through things and that's and, fine and they shouldn't be our sub that's right because for us that's the part that we're doing we uh-huh. need to talk to the client we need to engage we need to do all of the the management of the client and if you want to be doing that too great we're not a good fit for you yep and so that's that's kind of the the conversation to bring them on and bring them in i think it's it's important to sell them on why they're going to want to work here, make more money with us, and organize. One of the big things we haven't covered, and to plug our software majorly, our software, you write up the estimate, and from the estimate, two documents are created. You've got an, uh, an invoice that's going to go to the clients that's line for line straight out of, the, uh, out of the estimate. And then also all of your work orders come straight out of the estimate. All the details, each individual line item, yep. locations, so all These the three line items are handyman. They're going to my handyman. And these four are painters. And those are going to my painter. Expectation of when you want to start 
when you yes. when we expect you to be finished. Yep. And so all of that, the timeline, the line for line detail and the estimate that we wrote of what's going to happen and not happen goes to my sub. And this helps to save us money because if I send that over to my sub and it doesn't have on there that we're painting the trim, we're just painting walls and I'm stuck on this painter, but we're painting walls on the house and it says it on there and does nothing about the trim. And we are walking the house and the client starts assuming that we're painting the trim. Right. I can, uh, and I'm talking to my sub and he didn't paint the trim and they thought we were getting the trim painted. Well, we've got a common document that his paperwork is and their paperwork is. says the exact same thing. That says, hey, on here it says no trim. So you're going to get paid extra to paint the trim and you owe me more money to paint the trim. That's right. Right. And so I, I've got a detailed work order that spells out to my subcontractor exactly how they make the money. And this is everything I'm paying you for. If there's something not on this that you need to do, come talk to me. I'm going to talk to the client. I'm going to get a change order for you, and I'm going to give you that money for that extra yeah. work. And that's a and and that's another selling factor for your subcontractors. Absolutely. Because uh, you know when when I look at a subcontractor and I'm trying to figure out how do I make their job easier, mm-hmm. so that they want to work here more, I've got to look at what are their main frustrations, and a lot of it is that stuff. Exiting the job. It's the exiting yeah. the job. It's the everything on the thing was done, but you didn't, didn't tell me know. to do the trim. I yep. had no idea to do it. Yep. And, or, you know, you walk into the house and you walk through it and you point at all the things and you put blue tape on them and hope that he remembers to do everything. Yep. And there's a, there's a large percentage of subcontractors that feel like they're getting taken advantage of at the end of the job. Yep. Hey, will you just handle this, get this done for me. And, and then we can be out of this house yep. and there's no money. And he's like, I thought, I'm, I guess I'm going to do this for free. Yep. I want to work. And then a house goes by and another house. And it's every single house that happens. The work order system helps solve that because it's a document that everybody's wor- working off of. Yep. And if it doesn't say it on there, then it, the, you're not expected to do yeah. it. And we tell every single sub, listen, we're going to miss something. We're going to miss stuff on this. Correct. Help us out. If you can cover us on this one, we'll get you next one all the time, but don't let us take advantage of That's you. right. If I ask you every single job to do something for free, if I'm asking you to paint the basement for free because I forgot to put that on the quote, that's, that's say, say no to me. Right. If it's one door handle and you're already out there doing everything else and I put on the work order 11 door handles and there's 12, throw the freaking door handle on right. for me. And that's so we right. have that conversation with them of cover me, help me out, don't change order me to death. But at the same time, if I miss something that you're taking an hour, two hours of your time to do, talk to me before uh, about it before starting work that is mm-hmm. not on the quote, mm-hmm. right? If you accept the job, you accept the work order, you are going to be doing that work for the price we discussed, right? right? And so we, the whole system of our software is built around how our processes work between subcontractors, homeowners, and all the paperwork that we have between the two to where it's really beneficial on all parties and helps it be a happy job throughout the yeah. end and helps us exit quickly. And so that is what, you know, when you're, when you're looking to do this, whether you're joining Alliance and you're going to be using our paperwork and our software and the work order system and all that, or you're just doing this on your own, have a work order, a written scope that is also the same equally to the, to the homeowner with the uh, estimate as it is to the sub. So all the paperwork looks the same. Yep. Have guaranteed you do this, you get paid on time. Mm-hmm. This is how you get paid. This is when you get paid. I pay you every Friday. I'm going to do it this way and and have of all, all of that written down and part of the initial discussion with the subcontractor that keeps them happy long term. That's right. That's right. Clear communication of expectations yep. and accountability that runs a thread through the entire job from and, the client 
through through us and what we agree that we're going to deliver and what the subcontractor yep. is expecting. Absolutely. So that's the front half. That's finding and bringing them in and starting them. Next week, we're going to cover maintaining. How do you keep them happy throughout this process? And then if it goes sideways, how do you exit with a sub? Right? How, do you, how do you minimize liability by letting somebody go? Yeah, we've got subs that have been here for 15 years. Uh, we've got subs that we let go all the time. Yep. Uh, you, I would say our average subcontractor has been with us three, four, five years. Yep. Um, and, and the goal is to have that long-term relationship with the right people that will pick us over the next contractor that's got a bid for them yeah. because they know how we treat them and they know how they get paid. So we're going to cover a lot of that next week. But appreciate you guys joining us. Again, check us out, proservealliance.com. That's our website. We'd love to share the, this paperwork with you that we've got. We'd love to tell you a little bit deeper about our processes. We have a training coming up January 16th, 17th, and 18th. Uh, it's actually it's a Sunday through a through a Tuesday. Monday and Tuesday are the full intensive days. We're going to arrive there on Sunday night, but we love to see you there. Uh, it is a training for you for 2022. We do uh, blueprinting for the year. We look at everything uh, that your company did wrong in 2021, what you did right in 2021. We learn from looking back at the past, and then we build what happens over the next 12 months. What does 2022 look like for you and your company? What are the goals? Where are you going to be going? Uh, and and by using that over the next few months, we walk with you in growing your company. So feel free to, to inquire about that on our website. Uh, it's free for ProServe Alliance members. It costs money if you're not a ProServe Alliance member. We've got scholarships for you to come check it out yep. uh, if yep. you're interested in that. But we love to see you there. And then we also have two-day trainings. I, think, I don't remember when the next one is. But the two-day training is this process that we keep talking That's about, right. the project management process, how to manage uh, – homeowners, subcontractors, how to do estimates, how to do desk estimates. All the intricate, start to finish. details. So that's not the, in January. January is more of the growth one. It's really fun because it's at a casino in North yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's more of a party. Oh, yeah, the next training is coming up in March, I think is what it is. Yeah, I think that's right. So yeah. we'll, we'll get that on. It's all posted on our website. Email me, Clark Turner at ProServeAlliance.com. Email him, Jared Flo at ProServeAlliance.com. Yep. Let us know who you like better. Uh, yeah, that's me. I know it's me. Anything so, else you want us to talk about, we'd love to cover on this Questions, inquiries about what we've just talked about, we'd love to hear about it. That's it. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. See you next time. Bye.